All right, good morning. Isaiah, the second chapter. Mars uh, Memorial Day, right? Gonna have ours today. Memorial Day. Look back a little bit at the prophets. Look at the progression of the gospel, maybe. <clears throat> it's always moving with the Spirit. I'm told it gets gold, always goes straight ahead. Doesn't ever back up. Goes in one direction. Isaiah, the second chapter, in verse 1, he said, The word of the Lord. The word of Isaiah the son of Amos concerning Judah and Jerusalem, and it came to pass in the last days. After the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it, and many people shall go and say, Come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord to the house of the God of Jacob and he will teach us his ways and we will walk in his paths for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem and he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Looking at these things that he's has had a vision for, and it come to him in, in a vision but he's seeing some things that was to come and nowadays they'd take this and turn it and make you want to do your end time message out of it uh, and I'm against that I think in my heart and I'm just going to throw you a number out. It's just a number. 99% of prophecy has been fulfilled. It's true. Uh, they want to talk about Armageddon and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not looking for that. The battle has been won. When the Lord arose from the dead, the battle was won. That prophecy is fulfilled. We're not waiting on that. Lord reigns today, now. And he's calling his people together. What we read here has been going on ever since when? He's been calling the people together to come and unite in one body. We'd call a church and bring it together. 
that they might worship him and give him glory for saving a people that would glorify his name. You ever uh, think about all this Armageddon and stuff? Uh, when I look up uh, Mageddon, the valley of Mageddon, it's a, it's a valley on trade route through the country from Egypt down into Mesopotamia and it's a little narrow valley. Well, if you're going to put all them hordes of people in it, I don't know how you're going to do it in the first place. <laughs> so, in my mind, kind of puts away that the battle has been fought. And it's one, when the devil was thrown out of heaven with his angels, the battle was won. Certainly we're looking for all things to come together. The consummation of all things when Christ comes back and reigns in his church in a fashion like we have never seen before. He's going to teach us all things. And all these other little things are going to just go away. Nothing to it. It's all in the Lord Jesus Christ. This progression's been going on since the beginning of man. Since he fell back into a state that he couldn't recover himself. It was necessary that a Savior would come in all this power, in all this glory, in his resurrection from the dead, the first from the dead, raised. So we're looking at the progression of things in time, waiting for the consummation of all things. And when I, when I look in the scripture and I read these things, uh, we, we see that it has all really come together except for the final one that's gonna be gathered into the fold. That's the only one's lacking. Just one more. Always one more. It's kind of like a, the, the number seven. There's six of them, and then there's one more to come and be brought together in unity with the body to the praise of God Almighty. It's going to be in the mountain. Not the little old hill over there now in that old foreign country. Not that one. All of it's going to radiate from the Mount Zion, the high and holy hill. Not that little, not that little dead one over there now. Just lay all that stuff aside. 
We're talking spiritual things, not earthly. Lord said his kingdom wasn't of this earth. So we're talking about spiritual. Lay aside all that earthly stuff and start looking at it in a spiritual fashion. Maybe it will do you good. And many people shall go and say, Come, come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways. You understand that we, we talk, go over to the book of Revelation, we talk about the revelations, but this is not the revelations, it's the revelation. Of Jesus Christ. That's what he's going to teach us. That's what it says. He's coming to teach us all things. Do you believe he has come? In the last days he has come. We're in the last days. I don't know how close it is, you understand. I don't know how many more days. Until the completion of time, the seven has come up. I don't know how many days that is. But I know for sure we're in the last days. In more ways than one. But the scripture tells us. Hebrews, the first chapter, it tells us. We've come to that last days. We're in it. So, but, and we will walk in his paths when he teaches us. Walk in his path, for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Talking the other day, listed a little bit about the the, uh, stream that was coming out from the right side of the altar. Uh, That's what it is. It's a stream of mercy that's going to teach his people. It's going to get greater and greater and greater. It's going to be better all the time. And then I look at the law. And it was put into the Ark of the Covenant. And the lid was placed up on it, a big gold lid placed up on the top of it and sealed it. And in that ark was Aaron's rod that budded in a pot of manna. pot of manna, I think, represents he's going to feed his people. That's what we're reading right here. Going to feed his people. And the rod has budded and brought forth fruit. And they bone be gathered together unto the mountain of the Lord, the high place, high and holy. Saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple on the mountain, unto the mountain of the Lord. So these things that sometimes we make complicated are not all that complicated. We've let people 
tell us they are. We need to lay it aside. And out of it went the law. When he talks about the law, we often want to narrow that down to like Ten Commandments. No. It's the whole testimony of God. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's what it is. So the gospel, he said the law, but it's representative of the gospel itself has gone forth together to the people under the mountain. The high and holy hill of Zion to teach them all things. And he shall judge among the nations and shall remute many people. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. And nations shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they make war anymore. It's going to be a certain peace in the high and holy hill that had never been before. It's going to be a unity of the faith, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. They're going to lay all that bickering aside and have one mission, and that's serve the Lord. In the book of Exodus, no, go to Jeremiah first. Book of Jeremiah, the 50th chapter. In verse 4, 50 and verse 4, and said, And in those days, and in that time, saith the Lord, the children of Israel shall come. They and the children of Judah together, they're going to be unified. Together going and weeping, they shall go and seek the Lord their God. They shall ask away to Zion. With their faces thither would say and come and let us join ourselves to the Lord in a perpetual or perpetual covenant that shall not be forgotten. My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have caused them to go astray. And they have turned them every way on the mountains. They have gone from the mountain to the hill. That's what we're just talking about. They have forgotten their resting place. They come down off the mountain. No, we're going to the high and holy mountain. Not down to the old hill over there in Jerusalem. And all that found them have devoured them. And their adversaries said, We offend not, because they have sinned against the Lord. The habitation of justice, even the Lord, 
the hope of their fathers. And in verse 8, he said, Remove out of the midst of Babylon. What he's saying is, Come out of the world and come unto the Lord and go forth out of the land of the Chaldeans and be as the he-goats before the flocks, not be one of the higher-up ones, be one of the lower ones of the flock. You know the reason why? That you might be instructed. For lo, I will raise and cause to come up against Babylon an assembly of great nations from the north country, and they shall set themselves in array against her, and thence she shall be taken. Their heirs shall be as a mighty expert man. None shall return in vain. We're going to tear it completely down. Babylon. Then they're going to stand over the shore and look over there at it and say, oh, what a great city. What a great city. But it is crumbling and burning. It's gone, done away. In the book of Exodus, then the 50th chapter, the 15th chapter, In verse 11, it said, Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Now stretches out the right hand, and the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. They're crossing the Red Sea, getting away from the enemy. And thou hast guided them by thy strength unto thy holy habitation. Where is it the Lord dwells? In his temple, in his people, in the habitation that he has selected the one that he has chosen, the place where he wanted to place his name, this is my people. The people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold of the habitations of Palestinia. Then the dukes of Eden shall be amazed, and the mighty men of Moab trembling shall take hold upon them. All the habitation of Canaan shall melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them. By the greatness of thine arm, they shall be as still as a stone till my people pass over. Till, O oh Lord, till the people 
Passover. Passover. This is the Lord's Passover. Going to pass over the sea and not be harmed. Nothing to harm us on our journey. Thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance. Going to plant a goodly vine upon the mountain. It's going to come forth and bring fruit. That's what we just read a minute ago. They're going to be drawn together to the Lord. Plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance in the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in, in the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever in his habitation. The holy hill, Zion, one we look forward to the end of, the coming of the Lord himself. The people of Israel over and over were carried into one form of bondage or another constantly because of their unbelief. They wouldn't follow what the Lord told them to do. So over and over they went down. And it said it is written for us. It's for our admonition. All the things that happened unto them. For our admonition that we may see what happens when you disobey the Lord and walk not in his paths. Talking a minute ago about Babylon. They were carried down into Babylon like they were carried down into Egypt. Same difference. Into bondage. People now are in bondage. They don't seem to understand that. They're in bondage to their own selves, trying to accomplish what the Lord has already accomplished. And the more they do, the greater bondage they come in. In the book of Psalms, One thirty-seven. I told you it's going to be a memorial. So we're kind of looking at what the Lord has done. One thirty-seven, verse one: By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept. When we remembered Zion, not that old out there, old earthly hill over there now, he's talking about the Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof, for there they that carried us away captive required of us a song. Can't sing a song. Hearts heavy. 
We're looking at Zion, looking for Zion, looking for And they that wasted us required of us myrrh, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? For if I forget the old Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. If I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy, remember, O Lord, the children of Edom. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. The children of Edom in the day of Jerusalem who said, Raise it, raise it, even to the foundation thereof. We'll tear it down. We're not going to have it. We'll tear it down. O daughter of Babylon, who art thou to be destroyed? Happy shall he be that rewardeth thee as thou hast served us. Happy shall he be that taketh and dasheth thy little ones against the stones. You're not going to be any more destroyed. Babylon, Babylon the Great, being destroyed. In the book of Ephesians, First chapter, Ephesians 1, I guess verse 16, Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. He's talking about the others that have worked. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom in revelation, in the knowledge of him. The revelation, the, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Not a whole bunch of them. Just that one. It's just one. It's him. We all one. It's put together as a unity. There is one revelation. In the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling. That's what we've been talking about, the calling. He's putting it together, all one body. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. That's where he placed his name, wasn't it? In his inheritance. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe? according to the working of his mighty power. How did you believe? 
according to his working. Nothing new with us. Which he wrought in Christ. When he raised him from the dead. I think that may be kind of where I started. When he was raised from the dead, the victory was won. You can rest on that. Find rest in it. When he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. We can sit there today in heavenly places, praising his holy name. He set him far above all principality and power and might and dominion. You can't do much better than that. It's not just things, it's other stuff also. Dominion. In every name at his name, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Now that's what the law was given to the church. The church, the church. That's what it's all been about, the church. Save himself a people. I'm going to be their God and they're going to be my people. The church. We take this word church too lightly today. Throw it around, you know. Say this church, that church, other church. It's just one, the church. And in verse 23, he said, which is his body. It's all one, unified, put together. Which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. He's going to have the preeminence. I'll say it one more time. Don't have the preeminence. It's all in Him. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ.